welcome back to another episode of We Read It One Night, a romance podcast where two sisters go on long tangents and also talk about romance novels. Today, we are chatting about Never Fall for Your Fiancé by Virginia Heath, a book that Rachel has been looking forward to doing for a very long time. This historical romance rom-com is super cute and funny and honestly the perfect spring book. On a slightly more bittersweet note, we wanted to announce that we will be taking a two-month hiatus after this episode. We figured that, you know, episode 69, because we sometimes have the minds of middle school boys, is as good a chance as ever to take a break, maybe even call this the end of season one, and in two months we'll start season two. In the meantime, we're going to be re-releasing all of your favorite episodes, so we will see you again with a very new book in two months. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review, and check out our Etsy store for new designs dropping every week. Enjoy the show! black eye i thought it was gonna be a black eye but it turned out to just be a scab from what <laughs> she's hitting my face on the desk now i like my clip fell underneath the desk and i hit it on like the keyboard holder all the way down i don't know listen i really thought it was gonna be a black eye what the fuck why are you acting like that's so crazy you didn't mention that you didn't say that that you hit your eye like you did there was no preamble to this it's like the it's like the animal islands in thailand when you're like yeah you know the dog islands in thailand as if i'm supposed to know which i'm supposed to know that you hit your face on the desk i say a lot of things (laughs) to a lot of people not to a lot of people i say a lot of things to between two and three people a day Sometimes I forget which of those people I said them to. You only say things to me over text, so that can be your differentiation. Yeah, that's what we my do. My brain podcast. doesn't differentiate between that. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm sorry you hit your face. I went to an estate sale today. I think I sent you some of the things. Yes. But, yeah, but I'm not sure. Like, I don't know if I believe that it was an. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I believe that it was an actual estate sale, just because like. The vibes of this stuff, I don't know. Like, unless – it just didn't seem like as too, uh, like enough of an old person's stuff. And there was a lot of, like, kids' stuff. So I was like, is this actually a moving sale? And that, like, you know, statistically, whatever, like, data shows that, like, estate sales do better than moving sales. I don't know. Like, I don't actually know. Like, I – this was the second day. And I came, like, literally – like, it ended at 3 and I got there at, like, 2.25. Like, I was there, like, last, you know, very end. So, like, I don't know how Uh much of furniture was actually there. There was still, like, one bed for sale. So, I don't know if, like, all the furniture was actually for sale and it was, like, all bought already. All the stuff got taken. Well, yeah. Well, but, like, I mean, I wasn't going to buy, like, beds anyway. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if all the furniture had been for sale, then I would believe, like, this is someone who actually died getting rid of all their stuff. Because if you're moving, you probably take at least, like, some of your stuff, you would think, right? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't know if I believe – it could have been, like, grandparents and they had a lot of their, like, grandchildren's stuff or whatever. Sure. But, like, something about the vibes – I don't know, like, the clothes and stuff, it just didn't – it was giving, like, middle-aged with, like, a kid in middle school. I don't know. I mean, it could have just been someone who, like, died young, too. It could have been someone who died young. Houston traffic. (laughs) Sure, but then why is their kid's stuff for sale, too? I don't know. Like, there was, like, boys' clothes and stuff, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I really don't know much about Um, the estate versus moving sale. Well, (laughs) but so the people running it were like this company called like Two Moms Estate Sales or something. And they were saying apparently they do this every week. Like like they do like a different estate sale every week on Friday and Saturdays. 
So we, that could be a, a business idea for us. Although actually the more I thought about it, I was like this really seems like actually the opposite of the optimal business idea for us because it involves like being up early on weekends. I also, it's just and, like having like a to lot be somewhere. It seems like a lot of work. Yeah, no, definitely. It seems like a lot of like little detail like work that I would oh, very definitely. quickly get tired. It seems like something mom – might enjoy. I would like hyper focus on it really well for like the first like three things, and then mm-hmm. my brain would be like, "All right, we're done. I don't want to do that ever mm-hmm. again." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like they probably standardize. Like they have like a price list that they probably can use like every time. And like, yeah, no, I'm sure. I know, but you still have to like go through and catalog. No, I know. You have to, like, I know. No, oh, no, God. I know. I know. Horrible. It seems like so much. Just yeah, or like, you just. I mean, a lot of it's like maybe if I could like people. pay someone to do. <laughs> Well, that's what you're doing. You're paying. You are the person I being paid. I know. <laughs> I could pay someone. You could be just I'm like the, the I'm the middleman. You're the business owner and you like hire employees yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, it actually yeah. I was like, wow, this is a great idea. And then I was like, actually, this seems like quite possibly one of the worst fits for us personally. Like, yeah, no, that's horrible. <laughs> having it's to like, organize a bunch of someone else's stuff and be up on weekends and like physically be places. I don't know. Boo, tomato, tomato. <laughs> Okay, so today, so today we're doing "Never Fall for Your Fiance" by Virginia Heath. Yes. Woo! Got that name. Woo! Yeah. This is Rachel's long requested book. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. And you Rachel's met you met do. the author. You've met, met Virginia. Her. Yeah, I met her. I don't know. Not. That's what people called her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I met her at the historical romance right, the historical romance retreat, and she's like, she's great. And she's like actually she's like super funny, like in real life. She's like she's British and she's oh, really? just like this very like like dry humor, but like also huh. like huge laugh British woman. Oh, I didn't know it's that. Really wow, fun. she came far for that conference then, because I was in San Francisco, right? Well, maybe I don't know whether she like lives in the US now or like what, but mm. she signed a copy of the book for me. Yeah. Because this heroine is tall, TM. And apparently so is her daughter. Virginia's. Yeah, yeah. I told like real life, I was like yeah. telling her I was like send it for my sister because she really likes the <laughs> tall heroine, and she was like oh, my daughter's tall. She's like my daughter's tall too. She's six foot <laughs> like, or whatever. Yeah. So basically, okay. So the setting, the setup of this book is main character is a classic historical romance setup. Like classic. this is this is like like prim- prime evil. Like what? Like what is it like? This is like beta level. Like the what's the? I this always, is like the um, the the primordial ooze. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is something that happens every time. Primordial, yeah. It, primordial. Mm-hmm. Apparently, a, uh, a synonym to primordial or to primeval is inbred. So. I mean, what? we are doing historical romance. It's about the British aristocracy. Does that make so. sense if we go back far enough? Yeah. No, I don't know. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, this is such – it's such a classic historical romance setup. Like, he's such a romance – historical romance hero where, like, his whole – the only thing he has to get over is, like, my papa was a cheater and his grandpa was a cheater and I have tainted blood and so I can't love <laughs> – yeah, it's really giving <laughs> Anthony like, Bridgerton, like not with that exact thing, but like, yeah. It's funny because this was written recently, but it's like giving very early 2000s, mm-hmm. like late 90s romance historical. Oh, okay. Interesting. It's great. Oh, and when I started this, I was like, I 
read this before, but like, I don't think I have. And then I realized that I think I read the first chapter mm-hmm. because like you recommended it. And then I was like, no, we're doing it for the podcast. So I'll just like wait. But like the whole first chapter, I was like, I, what? Like, is this, have I read another book with the same opening premise? Like, I don't understand. I was very confused. <laughs> so the premise of with all this foreshadowing is that <laughs> it's Minerva and her two sisters. They all have named, they're all named after Roman goddesses. So it's Minerva, Diana, and Venus V. And their dad their mom's dead. Their dad was shitty and like abandoned them when Minerva was nineteen. So she has to like provide for the family and parentified, parentified yeah, they're poor. And, and when she meets the hero, she's trying to get money back from this like skeevy man. She's she's an artist, like an engraver. She makes like adver- advertisements, and yeah. she's trying to like collect money from him because like otherwise they're gonna get kicked out. When Hugh, the hero, which is oh god, I was like Hugh, really. Like, what an unsexy name. (laughs) Usually when they have an unsexy name, his title gets, like, a little, like... actor, Hugh... Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Yeah, Hugh Grant's good looking, right? Is that really his name? He's, like, the... Yes, Hugh Grant. He's, like, Notting Hill for weddings and funeral. Benoit Blanc's husband in uh, Glass Onion. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Bridget Jones. Love, actually. Yeah. And he basically, like, flexes his aristocracy muscles to get the money back. He said, wait, I love this quote. He's like, Hugh had never corrected people on his title before because he hated upsetting people. And I was like, honestly, same. <laughs> like, I <laughs> would just be like, would never yeah. say anything. Like, absolutely no. not. Mm-mm. But yeah, Hugh's whole, d- whole deal is that he has tainted blood so he can never marry or fall in love because he is genetically predisposed to be a bad husband tm and he his mom's matchmaker and was basically has been trying to set him up and so he made up like a fake fiance it's very like when a scott ties the knot by tessa dare which is like the reverse situation where it's like the heroine makes up a fiance and like writes letters to him but like they're fake but then it turns Mm. out the name she made up is the name of like a real guy and then like he shows up at her castle and is like hey (laughs) we've been writing (laughs) you've been writing to me anyway yeah so he made up a fake fiance and now his mom is coming from america because she married an american guy that the american accent that this audiobook narrator does is so silly (laughs) it's just oh it's just truly atrocious and yeah so he has to get like a fake fiance and he coincidentally named his fake fiance minerva so when he meets her and she says her name's minerva he's like oh this is perfect and she like shakes he shakes her hand and he's like and it was so weird like when she took my hand my hand bizarrely wanted to hold hers forever. <laughs> like, listen, the hand always knows first. I don't make the rules. The, the hands hand know. Always, the hand knows the what hand the hand wants. The hand always knows. knows. The hand. Um, I'm gonna be honest. Like, well, that, see, that's what that's what you get in a historical romance. Like, you you can't pull that off as well in contemporary because you're touch, <laughs> you're touching people's hands willy nilly in contemporary. But like, how are you? How many well, like you can you shake someone's hand. You can like shake someone's hand. You know what I mean? Like it's not sure. like weird for you to touch someone's ungloved hand. You know, <laughs> like that's, that's not a little cool. weird. It's a little weird. Okay. <laughs> anyway, You're not touching hands willy nilly left and yeah. right. And I like I know Hugh's whole like thing is that he's like I can't get married because I'm too selfish or whatever. But like honestly, like same. 
like that. Like, I'm just like, right now, I am far too self-absorbed for like a partner or children. Like, I'm like, I just couldn't, like, I want my time to be only mine. I don't want to have to give it to another person. And so I feel like this isn't as, I mean, the reason he's like this. He he means selfish as in he'll like cheat on them. Yeah. But I was just like, you know, self-reflection wise. I know we always give romance heroes shit for this kind of stuff, but sometimes, sometimes I'm like, it's fair enough. So he basically convinces her. He offers to pay her like a lot of money TM for her, like first 20, 20 pounds. And then he like ups it to 40. Um, and she's like, wow, that's going to pay our rent for like two years. And like, maybe I can actually like sort of expand my business and like, you know, we won't be evicted. I'll be able to feed my family. Meanwhile, Hugh is like, oh, my mom is such a matchmaker. It's so annoying. And like Minerva mm-hmm. in her head is like, wow, rich people problems. I know. She's like constantly so roasting him. And she also like <laughs> does not have a very high opinion of men, period, like overall because of her dad. And then also there's this like kind of unnecessary and like vague like first love that she had who like left her once yeah. at the same time her dad left because he didn't want to be responsible for like her and her sisters. I don't know. He yeah, that wasn't really, really necessary. necessary. Like, yeah. I feel like whatever. her dad was enough reason for Minerva to be like, mm. We cut to the sisters all in a carriage on the way to Hugh's house. Um, and Diana Diana is like, you know, more mature like Minerva. She still sees Minerva as like the leader, but like Diana like gets it. She's still like, you know, maybe you should let us meet him first. Like, what are you, what are you thinking? Whatever. Venus is kind of a baby. She goes she's by the V. Worst. God, she's 17 she's, so <laughs> she's like they kind of have tried to like shelter her a little bit and like let her keep like going to school or like you know studying instead of working or whatever and she's like still convinced that the dad's gonna come back she like just yeah whines a lot this whole time it's, it's she's just, the problem but I kind of like also, I, I know she's 17 and like I like part of the things is that I like I understand like where she's like, no, she doesn't want to like give up the idea. She doesn't want to like admit that their dad is like horrible. Like she doesn't want to accept that. But on the other hand, like your sister is saying, hey, we're going to be homeless and not have food if we don't do this, if I don't get this money. And I just feel like even at 17, I wouldn't say something like I would rather be homeless than like, <laughs> like I just – but it's still so annoying. But it still annoys me when like Hugh and his friend Giles and like the men are like the first to like point it out that she's like the problem. I don't know. Like, like you don't get to be criticizing. I don't know. That it, it just kind of annoys me when they like. I I'm like yeah, I can I say know. this. I the but you don't get reaction. to say this. I mean, yeah. I was gonna say no, but why are you saying no? Like, yeah. <laughs> I when they were thinking that I was like oh, they're right like they shouldn't I was like they're right <laughs> she's just the worst. I know I know and I was like I don't know I'm just always skeptical when someone like comes in like that I'm like even as a reader like I don't know I can't explain it like imagine if like someone was set, trying to say that like I was really annoying or something or like I don't know like one of your like friends or like friends that you didn't hadn't even known for that long I don't know it just like really gets my hackles yeah. hackles hackles up it's it reminds well, me. It reminds me of that um, TikTok I sent you that was like um, there's like certain women that are like – I don't know what the what the phrasing was. It was like a bellwether for like misogyny. It's like you'll – like you'll like, like your friends or whatever, like whenever you introduce them to men who are like – Oh, yeah. yeah right? Yeah, and they'll like immediately will. hate them like so much. Like they just like elicit this like really strong reaction. And it was like I get that V is actually annoying and immature, 
However, that being said, <laughs> these men will get to say that. <laughs> They'll get to be the ones. To be fair, they're not like <laughs> criticizing her like carte blanche, like across the, you know, they're not like mm-hmm. criticizing her as a person. They're no, specifically being like, I she's think... a horrible actress and she's not even making an effort. <laughs> I think I'm projecting in this scenario. Like, I don't think this is actually like in the text. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's what it reminds me. Because usually, <sighs> I feel like usually when you get this kind of scenario, it's like not, I don't know, whatever. Honestly, I think also like it's – Venus like reminded me so much of Elaine. <laughs> and so I was just like my hackles were immediately – I was like it's the Elaine character archetype. Like she's pretty and sweet and Aww. innocent and has has a rose-colored worldview. I was just like I want you – Yeah, but I guess – and I guess that doesn't bother me as much because she's the youngest. <laughs> like yeah. I, I told you that. I was like if Thera hadn't been the young – hadn't been the youngest like – I know, I know. Something I just, I think it. I would be so much more okay with it if Venus were like nine. Like single digits, I'm ready to accept this kind of behavior because you're a child. But like, I know mm. it's unfair, but like once you're in the double digits, I'm like, Ugh, cut that no, shit out. That's silly. Well, it's interesting. I just thought of this, but like you have like Jane Bennett on the other end of this like spectrum where like it is the oldest sister. She is like, oh, this like bro- rosy worldview, whatever, like thinks the best of people but like manages to be unproblematic nevertheless like not cause problems you know she doesn't like she's still like will help out and like not well because she's also she's the also like the key part of jane the difference between her and venus is that jane like you doesn't like upsetting people that's That's jane's thing so like that's Mm. the key difference whereas elaine and venus are just (laughs) self-absorbed I wouldn't call Jane like a people pleaser or anything. It's not that she just she's not a people pleaser, but she just genuinely thinks that people are like has like always like reads in the best intentions and like doesn't yeah right. But like she's also not one to like rock the boat unless it's like fully necessary. You know what I mean? Like unless she's like forced to confront. You know she's always going to take the like path of like not people pleasing, but of like trying to smooth the situation over and like. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. This isn't a Pride and Prejudice episode. Anyway, that one day. <laughs> well, I, just, I, I just realized, like, I feel like maybe that's what she was trying to go for with Elaine. Like, maybe we're supposed to think of her as like a Jane, but like she's just not. She's not because she let her sister stop. Like, no, imagine exactly. if Jane were like, "No, I know, go I hunt." Know. I know Jane would never. Yeah, I know. Listen. And you'd be like sadly like trooping through the woods behind Lizzie, like tripping over every root, but like being like, no, I'm okay. Let's go. Yeah, like, don't every worry. Day. Just a little snake bite. No big deal. Don't worry <laughs> about me. My angle, yes, it's the size of a tennis ball, but I'm fine. <laughs> Is that Jane or you? Listen. <laughs> no, just kidding. Angles are great. Okay. All right. All right. So the other piece of this is that. I forget, like, Giles takes – his friend Giles takes this upon himself to hire them a mother, right? He hires yeah. this, like, <laughs> opera lady who, like, unclear – apparently she's a really bad singer. It's so unclear how she's supposed to have, like, actually – No, I don't opera. think she was necessarily an opera because she says she's on Drury Lane. Mm-hmm. And she played, like – she yeah, she says she was, like, in one opera. But, like, all the, th- all the times – because she's constantly like, did I tell you I played X character and mm-hmm. X play? And they're all, like, plays. They're not operas. So it seems like she's mostly, like, an actress – yeah but his whole yeah his whole elaborate story is that like the fake minerva's like father died and minerva was like gonna die of consumption but then like she survived and like minerva's like the real minerva's like you 
listener for those of you that don't know consumption is tuberculosis <laughs> like mm. you don't recover from tuberculosis without like modern medicine <laughs> like you're like once you got it you're done yeah and Minerva's like uh okay I mean I actually don't think well yeah I guess without modern medicine unclear well when do they come up with like treatments for it I don't think everyone dies of tuberculosis well, well that's what Hugh says. He's like, actually, I've looked it up and there yeah. are a few people who survive. <laughs> but it's like very unlikely. You know what I mean? Like consumption in his in the historical time period is like you just assume, okay, like this person's just gonna waste away. Mm, um apparently by the dawn of the nineteenth century, tuberculosis had killed one in seven of all people that had ever lived. That's crazy. Jeez. Wow. Yep. Consumption, baby, highly transferable yeah you need antibiotics so like okay well i mean that shit's not fixing itself until like penicillin comes is penicillin the first Mm -hmm. antibiotic Mm -hmm. yeah like you know synthesize like not yeah like like, intentionally like like, yeah 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 Yeah. as opposed to like honey yeah or like alcohol Antibacterial. Fair enough. Not for drinking. What's the difference between an antiseptic and an antibiotic? Uh, I think antibiotic is usually like you take it and like in your body. Antiseptic is like for cleaning surfaces. So alcohol would be an antiseptic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like drinking it won't like heal you of tuberculosis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they try. But you sure can yeah. try. And so this opera oh, okay. is no, no, up- the difference. Sorry, the difference is antiseptics weaken and slow the growth of bacteria, whereas antibiotics kill bacteria. Oh. So antibiotics are just like stronger antiseptics. Basically. But like, but like when I know, you this like, is what Google said. When like you clean a wound or whatever, I guess antibiotic yeah. like ointment. Yeah, okay. so it's like because you don't want to kill all the bacteria in the wound, you just don't want like the bad bacteria to grow faster than the good bacteria. Okay, so back to the opera lady showing up. Drury Lane. I think that's how we got on the tuberculosis. I don't know. I really don't remember. No, it's consumption. That's so how we opera- got. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So opera lady shows up and she's like really just like – she's like, well, I'm, I'm a method actor. I took up sleepwalking for when I was Lady Macbeth. And she's like, so I, I think we should just call our – we should just like talk to each other like mothers and daughters the whole time. And this is when B's like, I'd rather be homeless than call a stranger mother. Me, me, me. Just and Minerva and Minerva like finally gives her like a little like talking to. She's like, you listen, like you need to ship up or shape up or ship out. Not really, but like she's no. like, listen, dad's <laughs> never coming back. Like we need this or we're gonna be homeless. And then she like walks out to the door and like I really related. She's like, in that short walk to the door, remorse at her flash of temper had replaced like, you know, whatever her anger. Yeah. Like, listen, I get it. Just like the Minerva's like constantly snapping at people, like justifiably, justifiably. Yeah. You know, like for, you know, it needs to be said. And then like immediately feeling guilty. I feel like that's really only for Venus though. I feel like when she snaps at Hugh, she's like maintains her anger for mm. a little bit longer. <laughs> no, I feel like that same, like that same sentiment is like repeated or she's like wow i'm surprised that like i have the guilt hasn't set in yet like one time which implies that like it usually does you know yeah i guess um so next up apparently according to hugh like what he told his mother his minerva is like a great horsewoman (laughs) the real minerva has never ridden a horse and has literally no desire to but they have to learn so somehow like her sisters even though they're apparently like all tall like i think they say like they're fine. They're like they like totally get it. And she's like, yeah, I've just like literally never. I've always been bad at like every physical thing, which is like another way that I relate to this character. I'm like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> like I just I I have some kind of like 
learning disability when it comes to like physical thing. I don't know. Listen, like it's just always, <laughs> it's not that I can't do it. It's just that it's like, I don't know. It's just like so much, takes me so much longer than I feel like it takes than it should. I don't know. Your arms and legs have longer to go. I guess. Yeah. Like, you but know, you have like, to move faster. But at than- the same time, well, I thought that, but then like for this musical that we would put on, like we had to do like multiple dances and like, I, I mean, compared to like all these other like lawyers, like I actually am pretty, I guess I'm like pretty fast at learning things. It's just like making my body do them in a way that looks good. I don't know. <laughs> I'm too hard on myself. Listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because, right, like, do you have, you know, if you have to learn, like, a dance, like, is it harder for you to, like, memorize what the steps are or, like, actually do it? I don't know if that makes sense. Like, remember. I don't know. I don't know. When I memorize the steps, I do it. Yeah. I think you would actually do well in Regency era dancing because Minerva's like, I can't dance or whatever. But Regency era dancing is just, you just learn the steps and there's no, like, you don't have to make it look good because it's just, like, holding hands and walking right. in circles. Like walking like, in, like, a... It's yeah. really great. I, like, I wish, let's bring back Regency dance. I, I had so much fun know. when I did the line dances. Yeah. Like, we did a line dance and I was like, this is delightful. And, like, you can actually talk to people and it's actually dancing. <laughs> I guess. I actually don't know if I could talk at the same time. I don't know, because like, it's so hard to make my, like, I just remember, I don't know when this would always come up, but it'd be, like, you're supposed to make your face like, you know, expression, like smile and stuff. Like that's hard. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you watched that video that I sent you guys of the practice the, like, that Baba thought was an no. earthquake. <laughs> so this song, okay. So it's set to the tune of I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. You know, like I will yeah. survive, yes. I will survive. I sent this in our family group chat at like 4 a.m. Listen, if you're not sleeping with do not your phone on do not disturb by this point, I can't help you. But Okay, but Baba. Our Baba, was- our grandma is in a different time zone. And I went to bed like right after I sent it and she apparently, for some reason, she couldn't open it. Like I guess Google, it was in like a it was Google Drive and apparently like whatever that just like isn't supported yet in Serbia. She somehow hyped this herself This was right up around the time of the turkey her, really, It was like a week after, whatever. She hyped herself up, convinced herself that, that I was saying we will survive an earthquake, which again, if we're surviving, why is that cause for concern? She freaked out and I was like, I'm sorry, it's a dance. And then mom was like, you can't send stuff like that to Baba, Rachel. Like, God, how could you be so stupid? Like, how? of course she's going to think it's an earthquake. Like, I, I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> you do have a habit. Now, listen, listen. I, I am not on mom's side in terms of like, yes, that video is automatically interpreted as an earthquake. But you do have a habit of sending things in the family group chat with no context, and often they are alarming. <laughs> what? What alarming things do I send? The car accident. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I first of all, I would never have sent that to Baba without context. Second of all, I already said it to you, so I assumed that you turned around and told Mom and Stefan that you'd filled them in. I and was then, in New York. Oh, listen. <laughs> I, I thought you were back on Tuesday. Listen. No. It was, you came back on Wednesday? Okay, whatever. It was anyway, Monday my night. Point, no. my, point with that dance, my point with that dance video was if you watched it, if you look at me, like, <laughs> listen, I'm doing all the steps, but if you look at – I don't know. So many bruises. Well, I realized so – you know how we always – How are you things? getting bruises from that? Are you hitting people? No, no, no. I'm just like saying over? in general – no, no. I'm just saying in general I get a lot of bruises oh, from bumping into things. Yeah. Well, for like a day I tried to pay attention and I realized what happens. Why? Okay. This is what happens. 
And the, the, the time I finally managed to like pinpoint it, I was at a restaurant and I stood up from the table to go like ask for more chips. And like, I guess what always happens, I like, I always like think that I can like make it like basically I just had to go around a chair, but like I didn't go far enough around. It's like I bumped into it. And uh-huh. my immediate like response was to be embarrassed, be like, wow, I guess I was too fat to walk by that chair, despite the fact <gasps> that it was literally just like what and then like hope no like look around, like hope no one noticed, and then like immediately block it from my memory as like embarrassing. Like I so I think that's why I don't know if that happens to you, but I think that's why I block it out, especially when it happens in public spaces when I like bump into things like on the way to I don't know. It's always just like immediate embarrassment because I'm like, oh, wow, like I should have like slowed down. I don't know, whatever. And then like erasing it from my brain. <laughs> That's like a defense mechanism. <laughs> and then like a day later. You don't it's, like, learn. The neural yeah, pathways are exactly. not exactly. And then like, yeah. And then like a day later, it's like, wow, I had no idea where this bruise came from. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> but that happens like. 10 to 12 times well, that a day, was happening probably. to me for a while. I kept having mysterious bruise for in the while. same spot oh, in yeah. my thigh. I kept yeah. having mysterious bruise in the same spot in my thigh. And I was like, where is this coming from? And no. then one day I hit it on the baseboard of the mm-hmm. bed and my brain was finally like, oh, that's it. <laughs> that's what all these bruises are coming from. This happens to me. It has happened to me like my whole life. It's just like always a different. That is, I'm glad we finally got to the bottom of that one though. But I feel like this is just like a constant, like never end. It's just always like different. Like, just plagued. Just walking into things. doors, walking around corn like corners, just literally hitting my eye on the table. <laughs> Listen, Minerva is like that on the horse. Hugh lifts her up and there's this whole thing. She's like, oh, I'm so heavy. Like he can barely lift me. <laughs> I was like relatable. DM. She's like, why does the horse have to be that tall? Like, I want a smaller horse. And he's like, the horse has to be that tall because otherwise your legs would drag on the ground. She's like, are you implying I would crush a smaller horse? <laughs> yes. He's like, it's, it's easy. It's easy. And she's like, well, you probably never even ridden side saddle. Like, that's true. Yeah. The fact that she is, because like, I know. I forgot about that tip early. And I was like, listen, like, I get it. But like, just like sitting on a horse, like walking on a horse is like really like, I feel like not very difficult to pick up like even if you're like you know what I mean just like walking mm-hmm. on a horse not no other skills but the then they were walking. like you're not walking on yeah, yeah 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 you're okay. just sitting on the horse like Ringling Brothers shit no, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> but then I remembered it was side saddle and I was like oh fuck no absolutely not like we need a princess diaries princess diaries 2 situation in which like you have the fake leg the so fake she can leg, fake yeah. side saddle yeah. and then <laughs> just God. put the other one around <laughs> Yeah. Because not today. <laughs> and then we get one of the classic, like, he's like, oh, I'm so into her. I must be sick. Like, thoughts. Oh, he's, he's like, like, am I having feeling a heart so attack? Sudden, I knew. Yeah. <laughs> he's also constantly, every time he hears about the shitty men in her life, like, she tells him about her dad. Mm-hmm. He's like, what's his name? I'm, I'm going to kill him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, yeah, when yeah. she tells him about her ex, she's like, what's his name? It's like, it's I'm so kill weird. Him. <laughs> it's so weird. I had the sudden urge to just, like, keep riding on this horse all the way to London and murder this man. And fuck up. I'm like, on my way to wild. murder Elena. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, wow. When she said she lacked the talent for anything physical, she hadn't lied. And I was like, it's me. Like, I get, like I feel like that <laughs> happens a lot. I'm like, I'm I'll tell people. <laughs> Like the way that these boys at the office keep pitching, like they all rock climb together sometimes and they keep pitching it as like an activity to include like us, like the women of the office. And like, like rock climb, like on actual rocks or like no, at a gym? No, no, no. Like at a gym. But I just like, I was like, no, I 
I don't rock climb. I'm sorry. And they'll be like, why? Like, so, and I'm like, I, I just like, I, I don't know why you need, I just don't understand why you need an explanation. Like, I guess people look at me, like, I don't know. People look at me and they're like, you wow, look you're athletic. Tall. You must be athletic. Yeah. And I'm just like, I can't explain how much I'm, I'm not <laughs> and how by this point in my life, I finally accepted that I have no desire to, like, it's not even like I want to be. <laughs> You're like, it's been a long journey. It's been nearly three yeah. decades of accepting that I'm <laughs> The rock climbing, though, I realized was not for me. Like, that, I that's just, no. it's just, it's a no. It's a no for me, dog. The upper body strength, the heights. The only fun part is rappelling down, like the bouncing down the yes, wall. That's I agree. That's I've always fun. wanted to do that. You know, the princess speaking at the Princess Diaries 1 when she's rock climbing <laughs> with her mom. Yeah. And they get all the way to the top and they get to rappel down. I was like, the rappelling down looks fun, Wait, but I'd never be able yeah. to make it to the top. <laughs> never be able to do Wait. it. No, and I always – I'm always like – listen, if, they, if the belay person can give you enough tension, I feel like it'd be so much easier to climb up. Like, <laughs> pull the way up. like listen, that would be fun. You just kind of like pull it up the, the wall. The belay person is actually just pulling you up. Yeah. No, listen – Speaking of Princess Aries, wait, I feel like, okay, when I say Voltaire, what comes to mind? What do you, what do you think of when I say Voltaire? I mean, now that you brought up the Princess Diaries, but you wouldn't have otherwise. I would have pictured like a black and white, old timey portrait of like a bewigged Frenchman. Like okay, that's I feel like I, I never mind. learned anything about Voltaire. Like that was just like missing from my education. Okay. Which is, which I'm fine with because why should I learn about this random Frenchman? So to me, it's Lily standing up in class in the princess diaries trying to distract from Mia's hair saying Voltaire Voltaire like well, I want to talk about Voltaire not hair. okay like, here's the thing I think also I don't make that connection because I only realized she was saying Voltaire when I watched that movie for the first time with subtitles which was like mm. when I was an adult I thought she was saying bald hair and I never understood it <laughs> I was like bald hair. Like, what is a guess? Yeah. Like Mia's hair. Like, I did not understand. <laughs> I think is... I remember not understanding it. Like, that's why I went out of my way to like figure out what it was. Or maybe ask. No. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. I just no, accepted I that I wasn't going to know what yeah. she was saying, that they were making a reference that I didn't know. And I was like, yeah, that's basically I'm... like my only association with Voltaire. And in fact, when I just looked him up, the picture of the black and white bewigged Frenchman was basically. <laughs> no, I could. I, I have that same image. No, don't worry. I have you that know same what's popping up. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. So they're on the horse and they make it into town and they meet this girl named Sarah and her husband. And like, mm -hmm. it's very awkward. It's clear that like her and Hugh have a history and like, it's revealed later on. Do we just say it? Like mm -hmm. it's revealed later on that Sarah is actually his half sister. Like, and that her mom was like his dad's long-term mistress. And like, he found out about her only when the dad was dying and yeah. like that's why he thinks his dad's like a horrible person like mm -hmm. whatever so it's like really awkward but to be fair to Minerva like she initially assumes that they have a past like that she's his mm -hmm. ex and yeah. I also assumed that but I didn't but I also also assume <laughs> that she had fucked his dad <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I was like, that's what happened. They were in love, but then she fucked his dad. Oh, damn. <laughs> so it was like a double whammy of incest for me. <laughs> wow. I just thought that – yeah, I don't know. I think I just thought that, like, she broke his heart or something or whatever. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh is like – he is – I don't know. Like, there's this one – There, like this is an example. He's like, my favorite color is red. It's daring and bold. Just the tiniest bit naughty like me. And I was like, it's a joking <laughs> dandy hero. And I can't figure out, like, who he who it reminds me of. Like, I feel like this is, like, a type of hero where it's, like, 
yeah, the joking yeah. dandy. I don't know. That's what, he's yeah. like. Well, he's like judging her dad in his head. He's like, well, I'll cheat. We'll, we'll or my family will cheat on our wives, but we'll never shirk our responsibilities. Like, yeah, Saint Vincent. Yeah. It's kind of like a Saint Vincent. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. Like he's like, I'm exactly with a heart of gold. I'm exactly as I seem, a gentleman of leisure, shallow, silly, spoiled, yeah, but not yeah. just reformed rake. Like, kind of like. No, no, I know. What I don't you're know t- what like- the word is. Like, not effeminate, but like the like just joking about like liking nice things. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah, so they have a fight. Something to fight on the way back because he's Steve yeah. about Sarah, who's not his ex. <laughs> and yeah, but he's like taking it out on her, and yeah. he's like, and he calls her out for babying Venus. And I was like, "You're right, but don't be a dick about it. Like, yeah, stop baby boy." <laughs> and like, well, he kind of like ditches her like on the way. Uh, actually, this is before he meets Sarah. He kind of like ditches her on the way to like the village, like even though she can't keep up. And that kind, of, I didn't, I didn't really like that. Like he does I that again. That was on the way back. No, because that's when she almost falls off the horse and he catches her in front of Sarah. And she's like, he's like, good heavens, you would have flattened a lesser man. Like, listen. Oh God. Sir, <laughs> you really know how to build it. You should write a book, How to Offend it's Women in Five, five syllables, syllables or Less. Or less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, and then on the way back, he again gets impatient and mad at her for like being slow on the horse. And she's like, don't take your bad mood out on me. And he's like, why not? You're the one responsible for it. I was like, wow, that's bold. Sir. That's bold. And this is when this is when like she stands, you know, Minerva stands up for herself, and then she's like, "I'm too mad to regret telling him to go to hell for now." Like, <laughs> yeah, for now. For and now. then they get back to the estate, and oh no, his mom is here. She came literally. early because she yeah on the sh- she got on the earlier ship, which like obviously like literally because she thinks he's lying this whole time, so she like gets there <laughs> to try to like catch him out, unsu- like unsurprising. And her she's literally husband who you said. Like literally the most Jeremiah. terrible American accent. It does get better. It- you know what it sounds like? It sounds like the the accents they have, the upper crust people have in the Gilded Age, mm. like that TV show, mm-hmm. because they're trying to do like the hoity-toity like nineteenth century or yeah nineteenth century like American accents. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like it sounds well, like slightly off. I thought he off. was going for like southern at first, but like yeah, I was like maybe from the west. He gave up. Like he gave up, and he just sounds like normal eventually. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't know. know. <laughs> Listen, thankfully was- he doesn't speak very often. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. And so the mom's like really trying to catch them out. She's like, oh, so tell what? Listen, I want to hear it from Minerva. She can tell me the story in her own words. In yeah. her own words. Hugh, Hugh did give Minerva like a whole like like binder basically of like here's all of my lies (laughs) (laughs) um and then right after she's like um yeah so my fee just went up to 60 pounds like she really takes the opportunity to blackmail him because before that he tried to be like well if you leave early you're not getting anything now even though he like promised her half before which is really but also even though like basically from the beginning he's like i'm just i'm i'm not only giving her 20 pounds like i'm gonna make sure she leaves with a bunch of money Mm -hmm. and then i'm gonna keep giving her money for the rest of her Mm -hmm. life (laughs) no reason totally platonic yeah yeah Yeah. and so then like that night he like wait 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 wait, wait, wait. i'm sorry we can't there's like a very small detail we can't brush over because it's amazing okay so the the mom is like asking whether like what something like minerva have you explored the estate like have you seen the cave oh yeah yeah, um and so they're talking about how they have a cave and they used to have a hermit (laughs) who lived in the cave who was not just like a homeless like a homeless man living on the estate in the cave like he was paid to be there and to keep up the hermit aesthetic, and that was something that was like fashionable like 20 mm-hmm. years ago. So like late, I mean, that checks out. Like late te- late 1700s, they were doing wacky <laughs> shit. Like they were weird. 
And I was like, I was first of all, I was like, rich people are crazy. And then I looked it up and they're real. They're called garden hermits. They're called garden hermits. No, I know. I feel like we've had this conversation before. I'm, maybe I'm just no. like, remembering me looking it up when I first read this book over the summer. I was like, this is incri- <laughs> what? Honestly, quite frankly, like I know historical romance novel like authors, like to different degrees, like historical romance novels will like throw in like random yeah. like fun facts. Like it really just depends on the author. Yeah. But I was like, Virginia, this is the best one by far. Like mm-hmm. I've literally never garden hermits. <laughs> Rich people are crazy. No wonder the French rebelled. Like, when you don't have any like technology or whatever, like, what are you going to spend your money on? You know, like, why not? Why not? Just be a patron. I saw a TikTok that was like, you don't have to be like invited to galas. You can just like Google galas near me and like buy a ticket and like, you know, it'll be like at most $100. And that's true. At first, I was like, wow, I should try that. And then I was like, wait, that actually sounds like my idea of like a very terrible night like it's basically like paying no to like a prom or something but with people you don't <laughs> yeah. even know yep but if you're into that kind of thing socializing i mean I if mean, you want to marry rich to like dress up yeah if you want to marry, marry rich that's a great place. point listen that's a good point Rachel. <laughs> it's a good point it's a great point even <laughs> But yeah, so the sassy butler, who I love, is like, Q, you have to uh, apologize first because them's the rules. Like, men have to mm-hmm. just apologize first. And it's said in, like, that classic, like, oh, like you know, women are, you know, the, like, yeah. gender roles, like, joke thing, like, mm-hmm. 2008 rom-com. But I'm like, here's my thing. If I live in a world in which I'm not allowed to vote and after I get married – I stop becoming like legally a person. Like I mm-hmm. no longer am a person. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yes, like men just like, you're not even fighting. Men should be apologizing. Like oh, yeah. from the jump, like you're always in the wrong <laughs> in this yeah. situation. No, absolutely. Like, yeah, I. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. No, and they, o- that's what really gets me. I mean, it just, it's the same thing as like spinning it into like, oh, women are the ones trying to like convince men to get married or whatever. It's like, right. Just like that's that really is the greatest lie the devil ever told because like yeah men so, I feel like stand to gain so much more especially during this time period during this time period when yeah, you like, weren't allowed like if you were a gentleman's daughter or like higher you weren't allowed mm-hmm. to do anything else without like disgracing yourself and your family. Well, I guess arguably, yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. I guess like that doesn't mean that the man's like gaining more in this time period because like I guess at but, this point. But he created a system in which the only option much. for her sure, sure, is. Sure. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. just saying like nowadays or even like as far back. I mean, no, I guess I, what, so... I was, what I'm thinking is like these like rich women or whatever, like probably weren't actually doing that much like. Yeah. I don't know. Would you be like doing the household managing? I guess still like things that the man you would be doing the do. household management. Like you'd yeah. be meeting with the housekeeper. But if you're like the average – like middle class woman even from that time period like you're probably yeah. doing you're working like literally 24 7 oh so because yeah so something we forgot to mention about like Hugh's whole like plan so right like she's just supposed to be there for like a few days and then she's supposed to elope with Giles like they're supposed yeah, to like pretend to friend, elope yeah. mm-hmm. except that yeah Giles is like sassy best friend but mm-hmm. like Giles is like the heir to a dukedom so the idea that like Hugh's mom would never find out that Giles and Minerva didn't actually get married is ludicrous. <laughs> yeah. Like, if this man is going to be a duke one day and she would be a duchess. And the fact that, like, yeah. he's like, nobody will ever know. They'll just fade into obscurity. 
That's funny. Insane. Listen. Well, because like, well, no, because I don't, are you sure? Because I just remember her saying like, oh, the other flaw is that like you won't be able to be friends with Giles anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and he's like, well, no, I'll figure out some way to like redeem him. So it's not like the mom, so it's not like his plan is like to never have Giles like come in contact with his mom again. So well, really unclear. Right. That's that, what like, I'm saying. There's a flaw his in heart the plan. Too. <laughs> It'd be like Minerva breaks his heart too or whatever. Okay, so they're so they had their fight and he that night, like he, where she's like, You're gonna pay me sixty pounds and he's like, Whatever. You're not getting half anymore if you leave. And he like barges in on her changing to apologize. No, she's not changing. No, she's in her she's just in her translucent nightgown. Does that exist? Yes. So, well, it's interesting. And it's actually a very interesting fact. It's one of the things the Industrial Revolution robbed from us because they used to have like muslin. You know how like all these like they're always wearing muslin? Yeah. There used to be – there was a way of making muslin where it was basically translucent. Like that's why like you see pictures of Regency women like these like flowy white dresses and it would just be layers of muslin. And sometimes they even like wore like less layers so you could kind of see their legs a little bit like it was scanty. But they used to be able to make this really, really fine muslin. And that's been like lost. Like we don't know how they did it anymore because Wait. like everything because machines can't replicate it. The ancient fabric that no one knew how to make. Are you sure that? But how would we have lost it just from reading? I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know what to tell you. Industrial Revolution is machines. Yeah, well, because when you search it, it says you know the ancient fabric that no one knows how to make. But ancient, I mean, you wouldn't call like. I mean, it started in ancient Regency. times and then and, you know. and then continued i think it was i honestly i think the reason we don't know how to do it is because something with british imperialism like i think they did something <laughs> like the people that knew how to yeah, make it it was Dhaka, like, like muslin yeah india. right in india and then they like cut off all their hands so they wouldn't like compete with british like mm, textile manufacturers yeah. or like whatever. It, okay, okay. In late 18th century Europe, a new fashion led to an international scandal. In fact, an entire social class was accused of appearing in public naked. The culprit yeah. was Dhaka muslin, a precious fabric imported from the city of the same name in what is now Bangladesh, in, then in Bengal. It was not like the muslin of today. Made by an elaborate 16-step process with a rare cotton that only grew along the banks of the Holy Meghna River, the cloth was considered one of the greatest treasures of the age. It had a truly global patronage, stretching back thousands of years, deemed worthy of clothing statues of goddesses in ancient Greece, countless emperors from distant lands, and generations of local Mughal royalty. Wow. Yep. Yeah, it definitely was the British. We don't know how to do it because the British wow. fucked us over once again. Anyway, waiting for you to be done researching. Anyway, so yeah, she's in sorry. this translucent nightgown, and he's like, "Oh my god, she's so hot." We also get this term like they sit next to each other on the bed, and like you know when women move and they're not wearing a bra, especially like your boobs move, and it's described unfortunately as female jiggling. And when I tell you, I almost threw up a little bit when I heard that. I was like, "That's the I don't like." There's dozens of ways to describe this and you picked the worst one like somehow female jiggling why jiggling is like the least unsexy word like it's like jello My do you find jello jiggle, sexy jiggle. like what is it this goes. yeah <laughs> what horrible hate it i wanted to vom <laughs> <laughs> and he's like don't worry like you'll be able to leave soon and he's like it was ridiculous really when they barely knew each other that he already knew he would miss her 
And then he's like, don't worry. Like, even when you – after you leave, like, he's, he's, he's like, it's going to be, like, today or tomorrow. It's going to be, like, really soon. He's like, even when you leave, like, you can still come to me, like, anytime you need anything. Like, if you ever need help, like, I'm always here. He's like, because leaving an open door was easier than a goodbye. Mm-mm. It's just like, yeah, I know. Love is an open door. door. <laughs> yeah, so they kiss. And after they kiss, and it's like, they're both like, okay, bye. Like, he, like, runs away because he's scared of mm-hmm. emotions. But after they kiss, she's like, wow, I didn't know kissing was more than lips. It's also teeth and tongue. I too. know. <laughs> I know. I was like, Farah, is that you? Another thing before that, like, quote about the kiss when they're kissing, she's like, she traced her fingers across his face, searing it into her memory for all the empty years to come. And I was like, was she Helen Keller? I was going to say, like, something about <laughs> that, like, <laughs> it's giving, like, Edward Cullen, but also, like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> oh my God. Um <laughs> oh, okay, so next day. Giles is like, got a blast. Can't elope. Gotta leave. You guys are gonna have to oh, do this. Oh yeah, he's just like super shady. He's like, I got to go deal with some skeletons in my closet. Like super okay. bad. I guess that's gonna be the next book, right? Like with the sister. It is. Like. I did read mm-hmm. I did read the description of the next book. He's being blackmailed for like some family secret. So I guess Absolutely he, he gets a letter in this book. So I guess he gets a letter for the blackmailer. He has to dip. Mm-hmm. But I really I was just like, I kind of just wish, like, I know he left for a real reason, but I kind of just wish he was like Okay, like they reasons. totally have the hots mm-hmm. for each other. So like I mm-hmm. am for Hugh's own good, I'm gonna mm-hmm. like dip and <laughs> give mm-hmm. them a little more time to marinate. Mm-hmm. But like alas, no, it's actually he does have like a reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She talks to the mom, like the mom throughout is like trying to get like juicy details from Minerva. And something like Minerva, one thing I don't have in common with Minerva is that she's constantly saying how she's like an early bird, like an early riser. But what I do like is that she always says like I'm an early bird by nature, like at least acknowledging that like – she's like I've never been very good at sleeping in, like at least acknowledging that like it's just kind of like (laughs) you are, you are. Like it's not like – Yeah. Yeah. And then the mom – I forget like I just – like she's talking about like a fight she had with a stepdad. And there's, like, some joke about, like, her throwing a hairbrush at him and hitting him and, like, how big the bruise was. And, like, I was talking about this with my friend the other day. Like, how – why is that such a common – Like, in the parent trap. Like, in the parent trap. And just, like, generally. But I feel like, like, throwing – like, the woman throwing – like, why is that such a, like, ha-ha, normal – like, have you ever gotten to the point where you wanted to, like, throw something at someone? It's like the same – No, no. The throwing things I've never understood. But it's, like, the same thing with, like, I feel like – in a less even less questioned way is like the when the heroine like snap like slaps the hero or something because he's like being a dick and sometimes i'm like yeah but most of the times i'm like if this were reversed (laughs) and not just that i guess yeah yeah and i guess just like i just can't imagine like and i guess i i don't want to like jinx it and like have this be a scenario that happens for me but it's also something and i can't remember if i told you this already we had this conference, but like it's it's similar to like how I can't imagine. Like okay, I told you when the car in the car accident thing. Did we say this last time we recorded? Yeah, and how you like can't the first question? Fighting. Yeah, the first question was like, are the drivers fighting each other <laughs> from the nine one one operator? Yeah, it's like I don't know. I just can't. And yeah, maybe I'm just being like so know. like holier than thou. Maybe like there is like that actually is in me to like want to get violent with someone, but. 
Yeah, so at some point, I forget where she learns this, whether from the butler or from the mom, but, like, she learns that, like, he, so he was, like, a really good landlord or whatever, and he mm-hmm. has a little retirement oh, village yeah, for his nice. tenants because, like, apparently, like, I mean, this doesn't surprise me one bit, Which but, I like, now dickhead yeah. aristocrats, like, aristocrats would, like, kick people off their land as soon as they weren't able to work mm-hmm. anymore, but instead mm-hmm. he's like, no, come to my little retirement village. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah, cute. He was, he was Hamlet. <laughs> Which he didn't name himself. No. They named it. (laughs) Which good. Is good. Yeah. Yeah. And so they like decide that they need – oh, this is – is this – oh, yeah. She finds this out from like the husband, the stepdad or whatever. Yeah. So she – they like – they come up with like a code word for when they want to meet to like scheme, right? Mm -hmm. Is that what it is? My love. Yeah. Yeah. My love. (laughs) You dummies. (laughs) You big fat dummies. (laughs) Hugh's like, I like the sound of that for some weird reason, whatever. So Hugh's mom hates Mozart. Yeah, the fake mom gets really drunk and they have to, like, cover for her. And, like, Minerva can't sing. She's, like, totally tone deaf. And I love the narrator's singing yeah. voice. Like, it almost makes up for the horrible American accent. I was like, he does the, like, the voice crack and the, like, off-key, like, yeah. so well. Like, <laughs> it's like, good job. Mary had a little bit. No, it's and like, hug the old Because that's what she said. Christmas. It's kind of a Christmas book if you think about it. Oh. Yeah, Much I like, did not get the time of year at all. It. No, because the mom keeps pushing for a Christmas wedding, and they're like trying to. Yeah, no, like, I know, but like, I didn't feel like that at all. Because the mom's going like, outside, I can have a grandchild. And I was like, Michael miss. Yeah. So yeah, so everyone, so everyone is everyone is watching the mom, the like fake Lucretia opera mom sing, and she's so bad, and they're all like looking like they're in pain. And he's like, "Wow, Minerva's like the best actress I've ever seen. Like, she looks totally fine with this." And it turns out that Minerva is just like literally so tone deaf that like to her it all sounds the same. <laughs> She's like, I can tell the tempo. Like your girl can keep a beat, but like the melody, not for me. Oh, well, I know. <laughs> yeah, listen. Yeah. And I don't then know he, okay. her. So he, yeah. Then he – yeah. So he has to teach her how to waltz because he told his mom – so he told his mom that she was good at horseback riding and he told his mom that she was good at singing. And then yeah. now they're like – Minerva's like, oh, well, he was exaggerating because he loves me so much. Like whatever. But then he has this whole elaborate story that, like, they fell in love over a waltz or whatever. Like, they had this, like, very passionate mm-hmm. first waltz. And so, like, he's like, you we have to – you have to know how to waltz. Like, she's not mm-hmm. going to believe that I was lying about that. So they have the little – the little dance. The little – a little waltzing lesson yeah. and this is when i wrote out this is when i wrote honestly the greatest crime that modern society has committed is getting rid of choreographed dances that are known by no, everybody seriously and because like, they're much better than just jumping up and down well, they're I mean, genuinely fun like and you have opportunities for boy. sexual tension that are right? i know but the mocker yeah. like let me tell you as someone who recently six like six months ago now learned how to do like a read and sierra country dance like it's Ooh. so different you know what i mean like yeah. yeah the historical romance retreat that's how i know i was like this is delightful mm-hmm. like <laughs> this fun. is you're just walking around and like you're laughing and you're oh. like switching places and just turning around like it's just very chill Wait, that's great <laughs> um and he like he tries to teach her first he uses some kind of like mirror analogy and that doesn't work for yeah. her. and then he's like you're just walking in squares and she finally gets it and like i just the way that i relate to this so much because like I don't know. If I, I again, hate like, mirroring directions. I hate that. I was like, I'm glad the book calls out how horrible being know like, just means, mirror like, me. I just like so relate to the like eureka moment when like someone finally, usually accidentally explains some like physical thing in a way that I can understand it. And like, and I get it because like, I get that. Listen, 
I get that like the thing that isn't obvious to me is usually not going to be obvious to whoever's explaining it because like, again, I have some kind of like problem with my brain where I just like can't, but like there's so many times that I'm like, wow, if you had just led with that, you're, you were just skipping over this detail because you thought it would be obvious. It was not obvious. If you had said this, I would have got this an hour ago. Like I remember I, I took, like, I've taken like one surfing lesson when I was in Australia. We like did that. And uh-huh. the instructions were you're supposed to like lay on your bot on the board and have your arms there and then like and then eventually you just like jump up onto the board. You like pull yourself up. Uh-huh. Right? And it took me, I couldn't do it. I was like, wow, I'm so weak. I don't know how I'm looking at these other people. They don't seem like they'd be stronger than me, but I am so weak. My body, I cannot get my body up. Like I just can't do it. And then finally by the end, I realized that you're not supposed to be putting your arms like in front of you. You're supposed to be putting them like right at your like boobs, basically. And oh, that's yeah. how you just push up. You're not supposed to be like pulling yourself up the board, yeah. but just like physically like up. Upward dog. And then it was so easy. Exactly. Exactly. And then it was so easy. And I was like, wow, if someone had like told me where to put my hands, and maybe they did, and that just it could have been on me. If someone put <laughs> my hands and stayed to push like up into the air, not like up towards the board, I would have been doing this this whole time. But like literally just the oh fact God. that they like skipped over that instruction. I don't know. Yeah. Listen, there's so many things like that. I sorry, I keep seeing the like scab slash bruise under your eye and wanting to be like, Rachel, you have some mascara. No, I know. <laughs> probably because there is like mascara stuck on it too, probably because like oh. I haven't wanted to like, you know, rub. Well, remember when that bug gave me a black eye at Nashville? Yeah, I do. That's what I thought you were gonna tell me. Like a bug <laughs> flew into <laughs> <laughs> No. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So then they go on a little picnic date. He, he takes her a romantic picnic oh, date and he shows her thinks, the sea for the first well, time. She thinks that it's going to be time for them for her to elope. So she's like really oh, sad. Yeah. It's like really early in the morning and, and they're all like trying to get the carriage, trying to get the carriage. And it's actually just like him with a cozy warm blanket in the cold dark early. Yeah. So nice. And during yeah. this date is when he has the thought where he's like, oh my God, like mm-hmm. I'm having feelings is this a heart attack? Like, why do I have this pain in my chest? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, another one. Also, she she tells him about her ex. Um, mm-hmm. And the only thing, she uses the, the term promises are like pie crusts. Mm-hmm. Where else? There was another book that that we read that in and like we talked about how fun a phrase that like, prom- like I think it was maybe like um, – the Amanda Collins like deception and desire what or like whatever you know what I'm talking about mm, I don't remember I didn't ring a bell you for me remember? but I believe you no you were the you. one that brought it up I remember you were like really? I love that <laughs> promises are like pie crusts that you, they break that? easily yeah like they're easy to make and they break easily or something yeah like pie crust is not very easy to make you gotta laminate listen pie if you have a person <laughs> listen if you're gonna make a Pie is actually really easy to make if you like commit to just buying a frozen pie crust at the store and then like having a crumble top, which is my personal like favorite mm-hmm. way to have pie anyway, like crumble top and yeah. crumble bottom. But like, you know, the people like a pie crust. Bottom pie crust <laughs> is fine. Bottom pie crust tastes because it gets like nice and like juicy. You know, it's not dry. <laughs> gets soggy, but, soggy bottom. Yeah, but the lamination is always what's hard. Like, you know, rolling out dough without the butter like squeezing cold, rolling out cold butter inside dough and the butter isn't supposed to like squeeze through the dough at all. It's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, they make out again, and then immediately he's like, that was a mistake. And I was once again like, you should write a book, How to Offend Women in Five Syllables or Less. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was a mistake. <laughs> Five syllables. <laughs> um, yeah. 
And basically, like, they just, it was a good old, like, miscommunication where he thinks that he's confessing his feelings and, like, asking her to have a long Mm. courtship so he can figure out whether he'll cheat on her or not or something. Mm. But he's, like, being very obscure about it. And she very reasonably assumes that he's asking Mm. her to be his mistress. And she's like, no and yeah. so he thinks that she like rejected him like doesn't feel right. the same way so he's like, he's a like finally my like, first time so well because like similar to me being like I, i'm just confused why you can't look at me and know that i rock climbing is not for rachel <laughs> hugh's like of course she looks at me and she knows that i am a born cheater like she must know like <laughs> he's like it's the tainted be, blood it's so, ob- it's the, so obvious the tainted the spanish blood, tainted I know. blood. <laughs> sir <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's his theme song tainted love but tainted blood tainted blood yeah and but she thinks that like every time he says like it won't work out she or like you know no he's like you know it's not gonna work out because of who i am she's like he's saying because i'm so much lower than him socially yeah he's like well yeah she's he's and an he's earl like an earl and i'm like I'm poor like, you know barely maybe a gentleman's daughter but like probably not my dad probably just lied about that yeah Speaking of her dad, yeah, her dad shows up he when they shows get home, up. Mm-hmm. and he tries to blackmail, blackmail Hugh. And but Hugh doesn't tell. Hugh like j- decides to just like deal with it and pay him off on his own, and not like tell Minerva because you know rightfully. Not right. I mean, I'm not saying he rightfully should have lied about it, but like he's right that it will upset them. Like if he yeah, if they knew like, that dad don't. was there, like not even to see them, but just like to and that the them. dad had like been watching, like been nearby the whole time. Like he totally could have seen them like, oh, for yeah. the past nine years or whatever. But like he Five chose years. not to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he just, like, he apparently, like, ran off. Well, I don't know. There was – yeah, he, like, ran off with some woman who, like, wouldn't want him with his daughters. A woman who know? was going to – basically, he was her mis- – his mistress. Like, her mistress. Yeah, his sugar mister. mom or whatever. And this is when Hugh's mom tells uh, Minerva that, like, she and her husband are planning to move back to England specifically because of this, like, marriage and to be with, like, these potential yeah. future – yeah, grand, grand babies. Um, and obviously, like, Minerva okay, starts feeling like, really guilty. Yeah, she's already been feeling guilty because they're yeah. like friends so now from, from like, the beginning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. So the mom is like, "We're moving to America," and Minerva's freaking out. And the mom also gives her her rubies as like a passing mm-hmm. on to her daughter thing. And Minerva's like, "Fuck, fuck, 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 fuck." Mm-hmm. And they go to the ball, like the town. What is it? The co- what is it? The country dance. No, what's it called? It's like the assembly. They go to the assembly, the local assembly. And like they have to do a waltz and like they're angry about it. Mirror, mirror, mirror. Um, also, oh, the mom is also like, I know you and Hugh have had sex. And Minerva's like, no. And she was like, don't worry. Like, I know. Like, good for you. Yeah, so they're at the country dance and they're like dancing. And that's when um, Minerva's just like, you're full. Of, like, she's basically just like, you're full of shit. And also like, you're in love with Sarah. And he's like, Sarah's my sister. What? What the he's fuck? Like, this is like again, possibly rightfully. He's like, he, I forget how he phrased. He's like, you should be able to look around this room. It's like it's so obvious just looking around the room, like implying that they look alike, which like could be true. But but you know, like, she does. She looks at Sarah and she's like, oh, they actually look a lot alike. Yeah, but also like all British people kind of look. I don't know. Like, yeah, they're all like especially like just an aristocracy. Classic, exactly. Like the inbreeding just classic pops out. siblings are dating. Yeah. <laughs> Like, <laughs> and this was the point where I was like, I really, I'm gonna need the dad to like, because it's clear like he has like a misconception about the dad, mm-hmm. but like he he doesn't know it yet. And I was like, I'm gonna need to be like the mom gave the dad like permission or something, which mm-hmm. is kind of what happened. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So basically, the dad pops up. 
her dad. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The dad pops up. Yeah. Minerva finds out what the dad was there, and she like gets really mad at Hugh at first. He tries. The dad tries to blackmail yeah. Minerva too, and I was like, honestly. Yeah. Good for like I you know I gotta I gotta respect a man for trying <laughs> you know yeah like you're horrible he's but like, like you wouldn't yeah he's like, you can't blame me for trying they're like yeah no actually we can we absolutely can blame you we, yes like, we can <laughs> yeah he's like trying to take all the god <sighs> but yeah then they break up Minerva's like I'm leaving like I'm done with you I'm mm-hmm. done so mm-hmm. um, they have the third act breakup and the butler sassy butler comes in and he's like you're a dumbass. Uh, you should tell her that you love her. And he was like, I did. And he's like, okay, but did you? And he was what like, words? Yeah. no, no, he was like, I it guess was, it was not. more of a what else is there scenario yeah. than a, you know, never ending love scenario. Yeah. <laughs> Which, listener, if you haven't listened, Ooh, I just feel like you would understand love. this a lot more if you watched um, The Swan, Swan Princess. Princess 19. Maybe we'll do an episode on this one. Nine. It's like 1994. It's it's not a Disney movie. It's made by like some other animation company. Listen, it's a classic. It's a classic. It's a classic. There are also two sequels, which I wouldn't recommend. (laughs) I don't think I, yeah. They have the third back breakup. And then finally he was like, okay, so I'm going to communicate now and not be stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, And he comes in to celebrate the dad and he's like, I got like a Regency era PI to like, follow your dad and he counterfeits money really badly mm. but he does he's a big old criminal like what do you want mm. me to do and then they like i forget they they clear up the mistress communication and he's like i love you and she's like i love you and then they have sex and i was really on edge at this point because there were 1.5 hours left and i was mm. like we've already had the third act breakup what else mm-hmm. is going to happen? And I assumed that Venus was going to get kidnapped or something. And it was much less exciting oh than that. <laughs> really nothing. Really nothing. nothing. They happened. tell. They confess. Yeah. She has her first orgasm. It's exciting. I do. Her. Okay. Wait. Yes. Okay. But two horrible things happened during the sex scene. One, I discovered a new romance word, ick. Um, and it's uh, laving as in like he'd laved her nipple. Like I – that's a common like – historical romance sex scene word and i hate it it just means licking like why can't you just say he licked your nipple like why why do you gotta say leaving horrible leaving? also leaving? yes laving l-a-v-i-n-g i think is how I, like well, leaving but without green it's that out. it's very big ick for me and it's i think i noticed sure it because it would be for it's, me too it's if I'd so common it. yeah. <laughs> in historical romance and particularly in like early 2000s that's why like this book is so weird like it fits in the early 2000s historical romance yeah. like era but it was published it. like three years ago i mean it's possible that she wrote it like maybe i mean i, I think she's know. also been writing for a long time so like mm. you know maybe she just but also something that happens which is again early 2000 romance and 90s or this is like old school romance where he feels her hymen Mm. where he goes in and he's like he fell mm. he came ag- against the barrier of her like virginity mm-hmm. or whatever and then he mm-hmm. plunged I was like no mm. and it's funny because mm. I literally just posted a meme about this where I was yeah. like sex positive romance he felt her barrier <laughs> like no yeah. horrible I just oh god again this was written like three years ago I thought we were past this I thought we well, were done again, including this in our historicals yeah. I mean, who knows when it was written? I but guess. it was published three years ago, so you think her editor, you right. know what I mean? Her editor would take mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. Whatever. Listen, Whatever. It's yeah. It's not the. It's not the word. Like, there's always gonna be something. 
Yeah, so after they have sex, yeah, basically the rest of the book is just them confessing to everybody and, like, telling everybody the truth. The dad pops up. Like, Venus is like, no, I'm going to go with the dad. And then the dad comes, gets, like, captured by the police because, again, he's committing a capital offense. Like, he could be hung. (laughs) And... Yeah, they like they get the dad out of trouble, but they're also like don't darken our doorway again. And like Venus mm-hmm. finally realizes that the dad is shit. But I was like, and I'm realizing I know, we brought up Santa Baby in this episode, and I know in the Santa Baby episode I was constantly being like, someone's got to get kidnapped. Like, why did no one get kidnapped in this book? And this is also a feeling I had in this book where I was like, I thought like Venus was gonna go sneak away to like try to find the dad and like be with the dad, and then the dad was gonna like try to ransom her. Or something. But it was much less exciting than that. (laughs) Because that would be a very old school historical romance like ending. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's a clay pass ending. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But no. No, it's just he's just the worst, but not in a violent way. (laughs) I was like really hoping for something. (laughs) Because I was like 1.5 hours left. Like, what are we doing? But it's 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 really it's really just Oh how we like filled up that time, honestly. But and well, the other thing that they have to clarify is the Sarah situation. So Hugh's dad, oh yeah, yeah, older Hugh. So Hugh, like you know, he keeps talking about the Sanders blood. It's not just his dad; his grandfather is also like ostensibly an asshole. And it turns out that A the grandfather actually is an asshole because Hugh, yeah. older Hugh, was in love with his like childhood friend who was Sarah's mom, and like proposed to her and everything. And then his dad was like, "You can't fucking marry her," and went behind his back and like told her dad like that, essentially yeah, like, yeah yeah that he was gonna kick them off the land and like fuck them over and like screw over their lives if she didn't break up the engagement and so she did break so, up the engagement but not before they you know did the nasty and she they did it the night before his wedding <laughs> yeah yeah because he yeah, had set up mom. a wedding a marriage yeah because it's like an arranged marriage Hugh's mom yeah. yeah who was like barely 17 fucked whatever yeah um he was also young he's like 20 and unbeknownst to him, like, Sarah was conceived, whatever. And then he, like, was faithful, technically, to Hugh's mom. Yeah, like, long he didn't enough have to conceive Hugh. And he didn't he have, found like, out. That... Yeah. What? He didn't have the what? Well, he didn't find out about Sarah until they right. conceived. So, he found... yeah. so once he found out about Sarah, then he, like, came clean to Hugh's mom and everything. And Hugh's mom was like, yeah, you're right. Like, sorry. Like, you know, obviously I don't that like love you because I don't know anything about you so like you should whatever but they keep up pretenses for like 10 years until the grandfather dies and then after that like she gives him permission to like go be with yeah Sarah's mom yeah because he was faithful for like the 10 years yeah he he didn't cheat on her yeah yeah and then she gave him permission yeah and then he that the old Hugh introduced him her to Jeremiah his like American business partner yes exactly and so they all like were happy happy Whatever, Swingers. until Hugh's dad died. Well, sure, some might say. Yeah, or <laughs> some just like say. people in a marriage of convenience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was like all chill. And he was like, oh, because everybody loved his dad. He was like, I know everyone hated grandpa, but like everybody loved my dad. That's why it was like such a shock. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, wow, I can get married now. Thanks, I'm mom. Not doomed and then to he, cheat on my wife. Yeah. Just, yeah. And then he goes, like, is like, Minerva, marry me now. And the mom's like, okay, slow down. We still gotta like they had to like read the bands in church for like three Sundays in a oh, row. Oh yeah, because she had but she had tricked them into like reading yeah. the first ones with her real yeah. name. Like she tricked them to Venus. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's funny. And then yeah. What I thought was interesting is like I feel like usually when there's this kind of 
like trauma wound of like the dad being a cheater, like usually it'll be like, and I saw how much it affected my mom. Like it, you know, my mom it like ruined her life. Like she's heartbroken. I never want to do that to someone. But Hugh is, he's always thinking like, and I just don't understand how my mom can be so nice to this woman. Like how she seemingly doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> like how she's totally fine with it, which I get. But also, like, because he never had, like, a frank conversation with her and he could just be, like – because I guess his assumption is always, like, well, people must just be good actresses, like, the way with, like, Minerva and the tone yeah. deafness. But, yeah. It's, well, like, he yeah. – well, the thing is, is that his wound is not, like, oh, it hurt my mom. Like, it's partially that. But mm. it's more like he's, like, I based myself on my dad. Like, I modeled mm. myself after my dad. Yeah. Because I thought he was such a good guy. And mm-hmm. then I found out that he was a good guy. So it turns out that, like, I modeled myself on a dick. So, like, yeah. I must have latent yeah. dick tendencies, like, yeah, ready no, no, to yeah, come yeah. forward. But it's just, like, interesting because, like, I guess, I mean, it's enough that, like, Hugh is her. You know, obviously, like, it's enough of, like, a – that's, yeah. you know, still, like, a, a trust, you know, a betrayal for the kid, even if, you know. Yeah. It's just interesting. That, and the like, fact that Sarah knew the whole time is, like – Really? Yeah. Like, why? Well, like, come Sarah. on. Well, Sarah, like, had to know the whole Well, I know, but, like, especially if you, like, wanted them to be nice and, like, get along. Like, they could have been actual siblings. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they could have. Right. All right. All right. Cat scale. Cat scale. Like Not low. very high. Very low. Like, very, very low. low. Like, she's, th- she's so clumsy and not nimble, so not a cat. And he's just very dog-like. Which I guess makes me not a cat in that way, which is kind of sad. (laughs) Ready? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Three, Three, two, two, one, one, three, one. Okay, fair enough. Oh, yeah. I thought this was like there was like no, like I can't, I can't. I feel like I'm very good at like reaching for like. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe this was cat. Like I literally can't point to anything in this book (laughs) that was Mm -hmm. cat-like. Allison, where can they find us? You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at We Read It One Night, on Twitter at We Read It Podcast. You can get our handy dandy merch that we talk about throughout this episode, unless I cut most of those parts out, but um, <laughs> on our Etsy store, and it's constantly having designs every day. And we got some great puns coming up. And you can go on Redbubble for our We Read It One Night merch. And you can leave us a rating and review wherever you're listening right now. Smack the puppy, those stars, and write some words if you are so inclined. Mm -hmm. Godspeed, comrades. Godspeed. (laughs) 